Hey everyone, you're listening to Little Bit of Life Podcast with Little. This podcast is dedicated to having the real, raw, and the occasional ridiculous chats about everything that we seem to think but don't say. Very little is off limits. Sit back, enjoy, and let's get started. Today's podcast is sponsored by Wild Woods Hippie. They're an herbal and natural wellness product that includes teas, candles, perfumes, and more. Please make sure to check them out at wildwoodshippie.com, a business that strives to help others in loving themselves and taking the time to become in tune with both their physical and mental health. It's all about slowing down and enjoying life and the beauty that it brings. I have another amazing co-host guest that is with me. You may recognize her from TikTok. Her name is Island Girl, but we call her Penny, which is she's the most beautiful, most amazing person that I've ever known. So hello, hello, my beautiful friend. How are you? I'm good. Hello to you and thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I think we've only kind of discussed this for like the past six, seven, eight months and now here we are. Finally, finally. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as you know, we are doing a podcast um, in regards to the topic of dating after divorce and just kind of what life looks like after divorce. So, first off, before we get started asking those questions and being vulnerable and just diving in, I want to say I find your strength and your drive just absolutely incredible from one female to another. So thank you for coming on and being vulnerable and just giving listeners access to what you're going through because it may help somebody that is going through this or is about ready to go through it. So thank you for being you and being here with us. Well, thank you. So diving in kind of in regards to what the first episode was, we had the male perspective of what dating looks like after divorce, what life looks like. So for you, from a female standpoint, what is life kind of looking like for you after divorce? Um, Life for me, um, for me, I'm, I'm definitely happy where I'm at. Um, I've gone on a few dates here and there, but as far as wanting that relationship and that commitment, um, I'm just really ready to enjoy my freedom. Um, for me, being married for 15 years and um, deciding that it was time to end my marriage, um, I have to work on myself. Um, I do believe in order to really proceed on with the dating and getting through everything, for for me, it was I had to forgive um, the ex. And I have forgave him for the things that um, occurred into our relationship and brought me to the decision to get the divorce. Um, I feel as if you, if you carry the weight of where you just have so much anger and hate toward a person, um, it makes your heart black. And if you have a black heart, you can't love and you can't be pure. And I don't want to walk around with a black heart because I hope one day I will find love again, but I need my heart to be pure. And so that way I can love that person even harder. That's amazing. And to find that strength, especially when you, as you stated, you're the one that chose to proceed further and end a a very long marriage of probably what was became the new normal for you. And that was your day-to-day life, which many, it's hard for them to find the strength to make that decision, but also 
to actually go through it and then come out on the other side and, and learn all of the things you just said. How did you go about forgiving and actually finding who you were again? How did you do that on your own? Um, the struggle was really hard in the beginning and, you know, I've relocated to a new place where I didn't really know anyone. I didn't have a job and I just felt like it was a new beginning. And I am a firm believer that, you know, um, good things do happen. Um, but they also are painful when things that you love come to an end, but it's always for a better beginning. And I just remember it was back, I can tell you the exact date. It was February 6th. I was walking on the beach after work. And I just kind of said to God, like, I I need some type of sign or I need something just to come into my heart. Like, I don't want to live where I just I have so much hate, you know, toward my ex. And I want to be able to you know, just kind of open up and I need to learn who I am. I need to learn how to pretty much love again. I'm going to have to learn how to trust again, um, communicate again for both parties, not just one-sided. And I continued my walk on that day and I kind of sat down and just meditated a little bit. And I literally at that point um, forgave him. And I had actually made a post about it on Facebook that day that I wished him nothing but health and happiness. Uh, you know, because I feel that just because our story came to an end and we had a beautiful love story at one time, um, but my my chapter is just now getting started and I'm really excited to see what the future brings. I love hearing that you say it's a new chapter. Um, in my previous podcast, in the very first episode when we had Kyle on and I was talking to him, I feel like a lot of people always feel almost as if it's the end, like a divorce is almost like a death and it is the end of everything that you've known thus far. But to hear you sit there and say, this is just a new chapter just shows that you not only, it sounds like you've not only forgiven him, but you're also in a sense, you're forgiving yourself. Yes, absolutely. And some people looking on the outside that, um, you know, may like, People that know me, um, but you know, my situation that I was going through, I, I did not share that a whole lot. Um, but you know, people on the outside always just saw me as very happy and bubbly and like marriage was good, you know, life was great, but no one was really, no one really knew that I was struggling with a very toxic marriage. And, you know, I was always smiling and protecting the image of the ex or, you know, just, I kind of, I kind of lost myself in that perspective. But at the same time, when, when going through that, and I kind of felt like I went from being a, like a wife to a roommate. And then I felt like I was living with a stranger. I grieved my marriage from 2018. I, I was grieving the loss of my marriage. So by the time that I made up my mind, I was ready to move on. So for some people that didn't really know what was going on in the household, you know, I do have people that look 
kind of like, oh, wow, like, you know, she's not hurt over this. Yes, I was very hurt, but I did my grieving a long time ago. Wow. And that has to be really difficult too. So obviously when you were, when you were married for so long and, you know, we have social media, so pretty much what we allow people to see usually isn't the bad things that we're going through and the troubles and we usually show our triumphs and everything that's going on great in our life. So when you went so far as to post that on social media out of curiosity, did you get a lot of backlash for being the one that made that decision? Did you kind of have to so-called defend yourself and your choice that you were making for the future? Like how did that affect you by, by kind of not putting it out there, so to speak on social media, but being so vulnerable to everyone's opinion in your choice? Um, well, I, I originally, for me, I was not going to post anything on social media. I still kind of wanted to keep it private and kind of, um, slowly get to that point. Um, but unfortunately the ex had made, um, some posts about me on Facebook. And of course we have mutual friends on Facebook. So things got really ugly. Um, There were a lot of lies that he had posted. Um, So a lot of our mutual friends um, at that point when they saw his post, um, they were just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe Penny, you know, did this to you. Like we have your back 100%. So I've lost quite a few friends over that, but I don't, I don't let that get to me. I kind of look at it as if, okay, you knew us as a married couple. There's always, I say, three sides to the story, his side, her side, and the truth. So if you only jump to his side and, oh, I can't believe Penny would do anything like that. Um, If you're a true friend, you would have reached out to me, but those people didn't. So it kind of, I don't, I'm not upset about it. It just let me know that they were never my friends to begin with. And I'm sure that's hard too in the healing process, because like you stated, you're grieving a loss of your marriage, but then I'm sure you're also grieving a loss of friendships. And so that kind of also goes into it for any of the listeners that may be going through this. It A divorce not only just affects you and your partner, but it also comes with a whole entire kind of situation where other things and other feelings and other people's outside opinion comes into play. And whether you have a good support system, I think also that helps in regards to how you move on and how you heal yourself and kind of what your next chapter looks like, because in a sense, you're defending not only your choice, but you're also defending your future happiness, which you feel that you deserve. Oh, absolutely. Um, I believe everyone should be happy. I don't think that you should live in misery. And if you're not happy in the things that, you know, you've tried and if they're not working, then maybe it's time to kind of take a step back and look in the mirror and regroup yourself. Mm -hmm. So being on the first podcast episode on this topic, when I spoke with Kyle, Kyle was on the so-called, as we say, the receiving end. So he was the one that received the divorce information. His partner chose to go and file. And that's why we have you on today because you were the one um, as a female in your marriage that chose when the time was that you were ready to begin that process. 
for any listeners that may be possibly considering this or going to get ready to maybe start this process, in that moment when you chose, okay, I'm ready to make this move, what was your biggest fear in that moment? My biggest fear was if I was going to be able to make it um, financially. That was my biggest fear. Um, When we had met, I worked in the medical field. I've always had good jobs. Um, We started a business together. The business became successful. Um, I retired from the medical field probably 10 years ago. And I, at that time, became dependent on him. So that was my biggest fear. Like, am I, how am I going to be able to do this? It wasn't like being scared to go out and find a job, you know, like you can find a job, but just how are you going to be able to pick up and, and be able to make it, you know, because now you're going to have bills that you haven't had to pay, you know, when you're, when you're dependent on, um, whether it's male or female, when you're dependent on someone and you're being taken care of, and now you don't have that security. Um, it, it is, it is scary. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do feel like if you want it bad enough, you have to put your mind to it and you can make it happen. So being that you stated you left a very toxic marriage and you're finding your strength and you're finding out kind of who you are again and remolding yourself, what has your past relationship taught you that you are going and taking into a new relationship when you're dating? Like what is most important to you that we always talk about this with toxic marriages and toxic relationships? What did your past relationship teach you that you're taking into your dating life now and your next chapter? I would say for me, my number one thing would definitely be, I need to follow my gut. I know four years ago, um, I just, something wasn't setting with me. Right. Um, but I really wasn't sure what was going on. Um, I had suspicions and I think now, like, so I guess you could call them red flags. So I think now once I do get back into where I'm ready to be in a relationship, definitely for me, it would be looking at the red flags. Um, if red flags are setting, always, yeah, they're always but, important to follow that gut always. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that would be my, my biggest thing is I think I would. Now that I've been through it, I, I think I would have more, I I would be more aware of, you know, things to kind of look for in that Mm -hmm. perspective. Wow. Yeah. We we're living in this generation and in this era that everything, as I talked about prior is at our fingertips and dating nowadays is so different. I mean, we even have dating shows that state love at first sight and married at first sight. And it's really pushing this kind of facade of what marriage used to be versus what marriage is now. So for, for you now in this, in this new adventure and this new journey, how do you feel dating is now when everything is at your fingertips? You can swipe, you can click, you can talk to somebody new within a matter of seconds and minutes. How How is dating different now from a, from a female point of view, um, especially with how many people are out there and, and the access that you have to, to social media? 
Um, well, they have. I mean, I've tried the dating apps. Um, I'm still kind of old-fashioned. I, I like to kind of go out and explore and, and meet people. Um, I kind of feel like over the, the apps, you really don't know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can, I mean, anybody can play, you know, you can be whoever you want to be behind a keyboard. Um, but it, at the end of the day, it's like when you, you meet in, in public, um, and I've met up with a couple of guys. Like, I mean, I had one guy that we met up for coffee. Um, I had met him through a dating app and, uh, it was just kind of awkward. And, we met up for coffee and, um, which was fine. Like, you know, it was just meeting one another. Um, but it was definitely, it was a big red flag. Um, he tells me he's like, uh, certified, you know, psychotic and, um, with everything going on, I'm just kind of like, ah, yeah, no, like, you know, but I appreciate your honesty. But, um, (laughs) it's, it's, it's really different. Um, I have, um, found, you know, like I did go out with someone from a dating app and like, we're just really good friends. Like there's, you know, there's nothing there, um, Mm -hmm. as relationship wise. Um, but we are really good friends and obviously me being new to an area, um, he does have a special place in my heart because I look at him as my first friend um, in my new life, um, that I'm trying to build. Um, but I do, I prefer just to go out in public and, uh, meet people. So I usually try to find and navigate where are the locals hanging out at? Uh, cause mm-hmm. I do live in, you know, a tourist attraction city. Um, mm-hmm. so I like, I like to go to local hangouts. <clears throat> I really love that you mentioned that you've gone and met people and you've put yourself out there and you've been vulnerable and you had a situation where you went on a date and there was not that romantic chemistry or connection, but you are able to see through, I'll call it the healthy viewfinders, that you can not put so much pressure on yourself of having to have someone or find someone new or so-called jumping into another relationship, that it is healthy, especially from a female's point of view, that you can have a friendship and that you can take your time and be comfortable. Because, I mean, everyone that I've talked to that is going through a divorce, this is a healing process. And it takes as long as each individual is allowing and ready and willing to put in the work. So for you with dating, how long would you say it took for you to feel comfortable or ready to kind of put yourself back out there again? Um, for me, um, my first date was, I was probably already, um, I guess it was like three months after, um, when I did my first date. Okay. So on that first date, I mean, listeners have to know, were you nervous? What did you have? Like, all these questions that you wanted to ask? Was there anything that was any questions that were off the table that you were nervous that they might ask you? Did you kind of tell him that you were recently divorced? Like we, we need the nitty gritty here. Like how was this first date? Yeah. Um, the first date was great. Um, we had actually met on Bumble. Um, I was on Bumble for an hour and he had been on for 10 days. (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> so um, we were kind of messaging through Bumble uh, for like that night. And then the next day, and um, we were talking through Bumble again, and we were just having really good conversation. And like, I had a really good feeling about this guy. Um, it, it was not hard to have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of at that point, um, I ended up like giving him my number and was like, Hey, like if you like want to move this to like text instead of the Bumble app, you know, like let's, let's do this. Um, so we continue to talk, um, through text, um, that night. And then, uh, I guess my third day, um, he ended up calling me and it was a four hour conversation on the telephone. It was such a great conversation. I kind of felt like I had known him all my life. Like I was catching up with an old friend, like it was never awkward. Um, so then he ended up asking me out for dinner. Um, he came and picked me up and opened the door, um, which I'm huge on that. Um, my ex-husband. Yeah. Did you hear that guys? Did you hear that pointer men yeah. listening? Um, we still like the old school, old fashioned you know, open our doors, take us to dinner, make the plans. That's important. That's crucial. Yes. Um, so yes. Um, so he did, he, he opened the doors, um, my door for me. Um, we went out to dinner, uh, then we went out to a little bar, um, after dinner and had a couple of drinks. Um, he brought me home and to this day, that was, um, three months ago. Um, to this day, we are still really good friends. Um, will it ever move anywhere, um, other than friends? I'm not sure. Time will tell. Um, but we're just, you know, we're friends and every now and then he'll text me to make sure I'm still doing good or, you know, but it was never an awkward moment. Um, I was nervous of course, because I've not dated in 15 years you know, other than Mm -hmm. my husband. So going on a date with someone new, um, I was nervous, but it wasn't awkward. So if you met, let's say the most amazing Prince Charming, he shows up, he makes all the plans. He says all the right things. Everything's great and wonderful. And you date for months and months and months. Do you believe in marriage again? Would you get married again? Or are you against it? For me, absolutely not. I will not get married again. Um, Not that I'm against it. Um, If I got married again, uh, that would be my third marriage. Um, I said that I would do one, possibly two. I've done my two, so I'm done. Um, I have grandchildren. Um, I'll be 45 this year. I'm I'm comfortable where I'm at. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely don't want to do marriage again. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty firm on, on that decision. Um, I kind of just feel like you don't really need a piece of paper for, for me to know or to feel that someone loves me and wants to be with me and and be committed to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since you were the one um, that chose when you were ready to file and start this legal process and go through everything. First off, the legal system, especially with divorce, is so difficult, even more when you have children and you have property. And like you stated, you have a business. See, there you go. There's my dryer. See, I do I do stuff here. Um, 
but when you're going through the legal system and you're working through everything, do you find that it was such a quick process, a tiring process? How did that affect you in regards to your day to day? Because, you know, I know you said you relocated, you're trying to find a new place to live, you're trying to find a new job, and you're trying all this stuff. Meanwhile, this is kind of in the back of your mind. So you don't feel like you're 100% free and you kind of are still tied to someone. So how does this affect your healing process? Um, it, it is stressful um, going through, you know, the, the battle of divorce. Um, but um, I try to just really focus on the positive. Um, I don't, you know, I, I definitely have my moments with it. You know, I'm not saying that I just brush it off and ignore it. But I'm really just trying to, I guess, just more focus on myself and what what is out there and get to, you know, for me to heal and kind of be able to move on with my life. Um, I don't, I try to surround myself with a, a positive atmosphere, positive people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really let that side of me weigh me down a whole lot. Um, it does affect me in a certain way. Um, but I don't, I don't want to be depressed um, by it um, when I do have my struggles of like the, the legal battles, you know, the legal issues and, and going through everything. Um, it makes me just really want to push harder because I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to a listener who possibly is in the position where you were months ago? If they're unsure whether to stay or whether to go, what advice would you give them for their fears and the future unknown? I would say um, definitely communicate, which I mean, I did, um, you know, for your partner, they, you know, tell them what your wants and your needs are, you know, what you expect. I mean, I offered marriage counseling. Uh, I was shot down quick, you know, with a no. Um, I even told my husband while we were still married, I looked him dead straight in the eyes and said, I feel so lonely. I'm ready to date again. And his response was like, oh, babe, don't say that. I'll take you out on a date. Well, no, I wasn't being funny. Like, I need you as a partner and as my husband and as my friend and my soulmate to listen to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is this is what I need from you to get our bond back. Um, I... I so definitely I would say communicate. Let your partner know what you need. Let your partner know how you feel and try to work toward you know toward the your goals together as husband and wife. And I just feel like if they're I guess you know you're not getting what you feel like you should be receiving, then that's when you're going to have to make up your mind. If you're completely done, you know, or because I kind of feel like if, uh, if you're not over someone or the issues you're going through, I do feel Tabitha that if you, 
are in a situation where you just have so much doubt of leaving and you you do leave and then you come back. And there's a lot of women in that situation where they leave and they come back. They leave and they come back. Well, they keep leaving and coming back because they're not tired of the environment that they're living in. When a woman has finally had enough and she has cried and begged and pleaded and screamed on what her needs and wants are as a woman, once they've done that, and when she walks out and she's done, there's no looking back. She's done. Absolutely. I always call it, you get to the point where you're comfortable with the uncomfortable. And once you get into that mindset, you either have to make that choice, whether that's going to be your life or you want something different. And I'm, I'm amazed and I love how you talked about communication. Uh, maybe it's me, but I, I'm sure a lot of female listeners will agree with this. Men and women, we do not communicate the same. No. At all. No. So, and- and I would love to say something like as just the men of throwing advice out there, because I mean, Tabitha, I'm sure you've heard it a lot. You know, men will say, you know, they'll say to their coworkers or their friends, you know, oh, my wife, you know, I'm in the doghouse. She's nagging. Women are not nagging. When women are telling you what they need, just like what I was saying earlier, you know, what they need as a friend and a soulmate and a spouse and a partner. Men need to listen to that. Because when, when the, what they call nagging, you know, and I'll quote, you know, quotate that, you know, nagging, when that stops, that's a sign of she no longer cares and she's tired and she's ready yeah, to move it's on. A shut down. Yeah. Agree. It's a shutdown. Absolutely. Yeah. Men, if you need to go back, men are listening, if you need to rewind this and listen to that over and over and over again, that is crucial. Exactly what she said. That is crucial because that is what that's what we women call our shutdown point. That's that's our max point where mm-hmm. we are I feel like when women get to that point, we have no emotion left to give and we're completely drained that everything we've spoken and begged and pleaded and talked about and has gone on deaf ears. And we just get to a point, like you said, we just have nothing left to give. Right. So I know you stated you were in a, um, in a very toxic marriage. I gave this information out on the previous podcast. If you are in a situation, whether you are in a marriage or you are in a partnership or you are just in a scenario that you just need some advice, assistance, there is a option for you. If you text the word HOME to 741741, you can do this from anywhere in the United States at any time. This is a crisis text line. It's there for any person going through any situation. Immediately, it is a secure online platform. When you send a text to that phone number, a volunteer crisis counselor will help you move forward. They will be there for you, especially if you don't have a support system. Or like I said prior in the previous episode, if you are not comfortable sharing some details that maybe your support system or family does not know about your partner that's that you're going through and you just need an outside perspective, again, you can text the word HOME to 741741 at any time, anywhere in the United States and get some assistance. So I always try and let people and let listeners know 
there's never a situation where you are alone and you don't have right. someone who cares and you don't have a way out. I think that's also really important. Absolutely. So moving forward, um, I greatly appreciate you coming on and being vulnerable. I know this topic is very, very touchy to talk about, and it's something that you live on a day-to-day. So for our listeners, it's really hard for these guests to come on and speak about stuff like this because you're going through it and you're struggling and you're healing, but one day you may take five steps backwards. One day you may take, you know, you may take 50 steps forward. But just know that this is a process, it's healing, it takes time, and don't be too hard on yourself. Well, so you. I have to say, I'm I'm so proud of how far you've gone. We have been friends for a very long time. We've had many late night conversations, and to see not only your courage and your strength, but also you work through the fear of the unknown, I am so honored and proud to have you as my friend, and I am beyond excited to see where this new adventure and life journey takes you. I think you are one of the most amazing people that I've met through TikTok of all places. And I just want to end this episode by asking, what are you most excited about in this next chapter? Most excited is really um, where where God sees me fit. Um, I believe he will make no mistakes and I will end up where I need to be in life. Um, I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to trust in him. And while I get to, you know, finish my healing process and, you know, learn myself again, um, that I'm just, I'm letting him guide me. Um, I, I believe that everything happens for a reason and, He's got better plans for me. Sometimes we don't understand the why, but I'll get my answer um, when it's when it's time, when he feels like I'm ready to have my answer of why did I make that decision um, to end my marriage after 15 years. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I hope for any listeners that are going through this, you know that maybe some of the emotional feelings you're going through and the hard times and the struggles, you're not alone and you will get through this. So again, thank you so much for being here. I love your face. Oh. I'm always a text or a call away if you need anything. Right. Thank you for having and me. I love you. We'll, yeah. And we'll probably have you on another podcast with another episode topic that I just can't sneak out there yet, but okay. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Much love. I love your face. Much and love, I'm so excited for this next journey. Much love. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in with me and spending your time hanging out. Hopefully you enjoyed today's podcast and a special thank you to all our sponsors. Make sure to check them out. If you have any tips or topics, feel free to email me at littlebitoflifecast at gmail.com or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at littlecute1az. You never know if your topic will be next. Be sure to join me again for another episode of Little Bit of Life. Until next time, stay positive, stay blessed.